This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast, kind of the second isolation-y episode. I'm Di Flats, and he is... I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom. And together, we are indestructible. <laughs> we are indisputable. Um, um, yeah. Speaking of indisputable, mm. uh, I've got some wild boar in my freezer I was going to eat. been reading about Tyson Fury this morning. We might talk about that in a minute. What? He eats wild boar? No, fella. I don't think he does. That's the point. He's all oh, um, right. So, go on. He's basically he and his brother. Um, this is all. Can I just say allegedly at the start, in case I misquote anything? Is it Tommy Fury, the Love Island celebrity? I don't. I think it might be. Yeah, I'm not actually up on that. Um, but his brother, the boxer, they both tested positive for Nandrolone. UCAD, UK anti-doping. Uh, investigated them. They said they've been eating uncastrated wild boar. That's why their nandrolone levels were so high. And they got it from this farmer. Go to the farmer. Did you give it to them? Yes, I did. Will you sign this piece of evidence? Yes, I will. Now he's come out and said, that was all made up. They promised me 25 grand and never gave it to me. Really? So Fury's lawyers are now... They were both found guilty of it and they were given two-year backdated uh, sentences, bans, which means they basically it didn't cost them their careers at all. So they are now... Um, in a bit of bother. I imagine they're paying their lawyers quite a lot of money at this stage to try and find another argument. Well, funny you should mention Wild Boar because Field and Flower are still operating during this time. Um, yep. Ordering for them means you're supporting a wide network of farmers, producers, fishermen, butchers, all that sort of stuff, independent businesses. And yep. they can provide, do you know what they can provide, mate? £10 what? off any order over 60 quid. How do they do that, fella? Uh, they've just got to put in flats 10. 
Yeah, but don't capitals. take that personally, Tommy. I just knew I knew the lads before you did because I've been ordering their meat for a long time, fella. No, because what they're basically saying is flats is you and ten um, times ten is a hundred, yeah. and that's how many points I scored for my country. So is that it? <laughs> <you> reckon? <laughs> and it flats ten is the number of caps I wish I'd got. <laughs> that's available to the thirty first of March. Um, delivering seven days a week. Leave it on your front door. Don't have to shake hands, foot tap, nod. You can shout some abuse through the door. Well, not abuse, but you can. Thanks very much. A bit like Kerry's mother upstairs in this country. Kerry! <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like when I've had, I've had deliveries every sort of few weeks for years and years from Field and Flower, and it's like I'd, I've never seen a human bit. I selected basically the contactless delivery system years ago because I don't like people. Yeah. Um, they're also doing a lot of work with... Hold um, on. The great David oh. Flatman doesn't like people. Well... The man that walks what, into a room and doesn't need to know who is high up there. He just wants to chat to everyone and find out just through chat who they are. It's funny you, talk, it's funny you say that, right? <laughs> when you went into full Brent mode. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you some, a secret, okay. Tommy. Okay. To we all myself, hate people now and again. Is the we all do, yeah. But yeah. to keep myself busy, I've been writing a few little things. I don't know where I'll put them, or maybe nowhere. Maybe just can, keep. Can you say scribing? Scribing is better. Scribing, yeah, um, typing with my fat fingers, um, banana fingers, typing just about basically different versions. It wasn't my idea, actually. It was I was talking to Powley, you know, Matt Powell, the mate, mate of ours, and um, I, I'm often either making him laugh or boring him senseless or whatever, with one, one human interaction or another that I've had. Because he, like, goes to the gym, talks no, to no one. All, no, he all, doesn't. All, all, no, he doesn't, actually. He used to go to CrossFit in Bath, right? Yeah. And the CrossFit boys thought it was hilarious. They're like, mate, who is that bloke, Matt? I was like, that's Matt Powell. He played for, like, all these pro teams. They're like, right, he's in terrible nick. I was like, no, he's really fit. He used to be really fit. Yeah, he's not anymore. And is he, like, is he a bit of a, is he a good bloke? Or is he actually a bit of a, <laughs> not? But I was like, oh, he's, Everyone, ev- everyone's favourite guy. They're like, mate, he is so rude. He doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't even say hello. He cuts reps off the end. And when you tell him to carry on because you've got five seconds left, he just ignores you. Yeah. And when he's finished, he grabs his towel and just walks out and leaves. And these, these CrossFit is like no headphones. It's really interactive, isn't it? Everyone's together. And they were just like, he is the worst guy. And I spoke to him and said, mate, how come you're so rude? He goes, mate, I'm nice to people all day. There's a few, a couple of hours here and there where I can't be asked. Yeah. I think it's, it's fine. It's probably more so that he doesn't take his top off when he's wadding. Um and he's yeah, got such yeah. wide hips as well. You know, it great for childbirth. Um if yeah, eventually he can find a way. Ages. But he he said to me, Why don't you write some of these things down? So I've written about this odd guy at the gym, I've written about a few different things, but one of them I had this idea yesterday on a walk, and we'll talk about walking in a sec. I hope, thought I hope we don't. Go on. No, no, he won't. No, he won't. It's terrible. But I said Shank I said Shanks. I'm going to do one about Shanks. And it's not about you, but it's about, I'm going to do one about, oh. who are these <laughs> Change my name you? Wanna, you? No, you're on, a, you're on a country walk, right? So you're not in central London, get on a tube or something. You are on a walk in the countryside and there is like a bridle path and it's about two metres wide max. And you have to go the other, you know, you. so I know we, we're, we're social distancing at the moment, but normally you're really close to people. So you walk past a foot away, two feet away. When you've got dogs, your dogs introduce each other and run around. Yeah. Oh, and there are people. Like? Sorry, sorry. Oh, he's, uh, he's mad. Sorry, he's mad. Sorry, he attacks. He'll bite, sorry. he'll bite your children. But 
people, there are people, there aren't many, but there are people who will walk past without saying hello or making eye contact. And they're a foot away and there's no one else within five miles. I find that weird. Oh, no, I make but eye then, contact, mate. I'll say, I'll say hello, um, but I'm not stopping to ruffle the dog and say, oh, what breed is he? Oh, how long have you had him? Oh, is that his jabs? His jabs? Oh, oh he's got a lovely coat. Would you put, you, what what thought, shine oh. do you put on that? Oh. You'd hate going for a walk with me. I'm not actually that chat. Got any I'm, treats for him? Oh, i got a treat here in my pocket. Who's a good boy? Go look a popper lopper. I will walk past and go, how's it going, all right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is actually what I do, but it just got me thinking of when we lived in London. You're like, why you got to say hello to everyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in the same block. So what? You've never seen him before. You'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Morning. I yeah, think you're probably, right. I think you did it probably just to annoy me more so. Yeah, I, yeah. It's probably, yeah, right, probably right. Oh, but anyway, you're, so you're writing some little short stories, some characters. Write, they're not short stories. They're just sort of human descriptions, yeah. really, of different sorts of people. But I don't know. They're, they're actually, I read a couple and thought that's actually not very good. Well, Flatters, so you've got a bit of time on your hands to crack on with this. So I'm glad you found something yeah. productive to do. Um, how's the first day of homeschooling? All right. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm doing? in isolation without my kids till tomorrow. Oh, oh. So their mummy is homeschooling them today. I know they were doing live yoga, Sorry, yoga from yeah from their mummy's um, from mummy's yoga class. Yeah. And then tomorrow I've got I've got some maths and some English planned. There's going to be some. Ooh. We're going to do an exercise class. Maybe might even do the Joe Wicks one to start the day. And then yeah. we're going to do uh, some cooking. They're going to do some home ec. So it's a great initiative I'm, I'm, that Joe Wicks. Um, you know, doing it live as well. It's free. You can. Yeah. download it at any time um and someone asked me like, why don't you do something online with flats like do some sort of workout i'm like what what yeah you got me and flats who basically just go into the gym and find something to lift it no routine there's no actual planning behind it it's just right i'm gonna lift that so oh, that'll go down well won't it um oh should i do bench oh, i think i did bench monday did i, I can't remember oh, do it again. i won't do it in case i did yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> you need yeah, someone professional to. doing it that knows what they're doing um, otherwise, it would just be upper body for me, legs for you. Actually, that could work. That, that could work. actually work. I'll tell you what, though, boy. I've got some really old rusty weights oh, yeah, in the garden, on. a rack and a bar and some rusty weights. We could actually do an Instagram live weight session for people. Well, when you're out of this isolation and yeah. this storm, this severe storm that's blown over um, has finished, then maybe we will. I've I've been searching high and low for some adjustable barbell um racks you know you get the individual ones yeah uh, because it allow i would just want to do a bit of bench and i can't i've got to do dumbbells at the moment it's a nightmare trying to lift up dumbbells onto your lap to then lean back and smash yeah. out reps so it's really hurting my legs and my back so and every time i order some i get an email probably about 12 hours later saying sorry we can't deliver um we've refunded your order yeah. so if there's any help out there, guys, I'm um, I'm ready for it. I've also got some of those York dumbbells. I mean, everyone who's serious about lifting um, has got some York dumbbells somewhere in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah. These yeah. these are the adjustable ones, you know. Well, I don't for know the mums and dads. Yeah, where you can you push a, a, a button down, and you can twist it, and they they go up to 32 kilos, which is quite good, or 32 and a half. But they're so rusty that it's an effort trying to get them out. It's like trying to pull out uh, the sword right. from the stone. Which eventually I will, and I'm like King be, Albert. I will be king. Um, it's not be Albert. King Arthur, sorry, yeah. King Albert. For Prince Albert. Albert. 
Alex Gareth Popham. Thomas, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. it's not it's not Gareth Thomas, Alex Popham, yeah. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, what training have you been doing then? Oh, flat out fella. So you've obviously had like, to, you've had to bin the um running around a field and then stopping in the corner and doing a minute of um exercising at the moment, or are you still doing that? Well, I did it the other day because I was a bit chesty for a week, so I think um I don't know if we said on the last pod or not, but uh, I think I've there's a good chance I had coronavirus last yep. week, okay. um, hence the isolation. So um, we did, I did that, stayed, but when, it basically is really empty fields. It's actually the back fields to my kids' school, which is really lucky, which is right near where I live. And there's, I mean, you could spend three hours there and not see another human being, so it's ideal. Um, so went out and did that again because I was a bit, been a bit chesty but it did that yes uh, two days ago and that was all right and then I, but i've actually tell you what i've been doing fella is walking yeah okay not i mean going for proper walks like yesterday yeah when we did um two hours five miles which is actually pretty slow going but it was very up and down basically into the valley and out again um and it's a long old walk really good walk um didn't see anyone else which was great oh we did see one actually another couple I think and we sort of dodged around a corner a bit and it was all fine um and it's really good except except we're walking along I've got this Apple watch that you you sort of record I don't know why I press it says do you want to record this walk it's like uh yeah go on then yeah not gonna do anything with it but you press yeah because you've got the thing you might as well and as you then basically about four four point six miles in it's like ping um exercise circle completed I'm like, what? You've got to do that every day to complete the circle. Hmm. How, is that right? No idea, mate. I don't know what the circle is. I don't have it. No, I, I don't know. I circle don't of life, mate. I've got a, a Garmin, which I use. Which is brilliant. Is it good? It's really good, yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, You're walking. So what about, what about been, you? Well, I've been doing a bit of... I've got like a little office, which is very small. It's like a tiny box room. Um, so I've been trying to do stuff in there. I've ordered some weights, so I've got some dumbbells doing like some a bit of shoulder press with the dumbbells some upright rows got olympic bar um but i just need i need some um i need a rack so i can i can do some bench but i have been out this morning um went to tesco's um not how was it not panic buying or anything just got some stuff for the next couple of days yeah it's fine and they said um a mask and gloves were enough to go to a grocery store but they lied because everyone else had clothes on (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but i did go yeah and it was fine it was, was fine. it yeah there wasn't any meat there but everything else fruit fresh veg um frozen veg chips you know it was, the shelves were stacked which is great news so hopefully when people walk into well supermarkets done, now that they will realize that you know, there's there's loads of stuff, and supermarkets have planned for this because they they have things in place because of SARS, because of foot and mouth, because of all these instances before that we've had in the past. They've got contingency mm-hmm. plans for this, so it's just about you know logistics really and getting the food out there. So yeah, absolutely no problem at all there. Um, and Do you know, yeah, that that is that's good. That I'm glad to hear that. It's different in every. It's going to be different in every um, town you live, village you live, but. Where I live in Panath, um, it was fine, absolutely fine. And I went. I didn't go super early. I probably went about half eight in the morning. So, yeah. Um, no, and the roads were dead. 
I mean, it's great. Um, I think everyone's now starting to pay a little bit more notice about what you should be doing because we had a, such a busy weekend, such a nice weekend. The weather's turned, hopefully now. So everyone wanted to get out. And a lot of people thinking, right, you're outside. That's fine, but it's not fine. And it was good that a lot of people were, were sort of named and shamed um, yeah. online by, by your friends on WhatsApp groups because it is still oh, important that you, um, you know, yeah. mess around in parks, which you allowed, but it's just the close proximity of people. That is the yeah. problem. You know, Barry Island was full, people walking up and down like a normal weekend, and that's not what's going to help. You know, what's going to help is that you limit your time out. And I know it's different for everyone. We're lucky that I've got gardens so we can smash around in there. But, you know, the last sort of five days, we've really sort of secluded ourselves. Um, yeah. And we just hope others do the same because that's the important thing. Um, but it's great it's great to yeah. be able to talk to you this is the highlight of the last four days for me mate it's like outside contact I know there's not much of it is there have you have I've you done you. any of these um, big group calls yet video calls yeah I tried but tried one with a family but no one can speak Everyone's they're just, awful mate I, I hate know. them I know <laughs> I hate them maybe if you did if you had a three way call that would work yeah. but if you've got four, five, six no one can speak there's no point doing it You everyone's got to be quiet let one person speak, then respond. So, yeah, I mean, what I feel I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to call you or some other mates, maybe on a Friday night or a Saturday night and just have a couple of beers. That's a good idea. Yeah, there's a lot of people selling beer. A lot of pubs are selling beer. The Cardiff Blues are selling beer. I bought a big 24-pack of Guinness and a couple of bottles of Sauvignon Blanc. Um, oh, well done. Yeah, preparing ahead because obviously they need to get rid of stock. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, I've done that, and at some stage I'm going to have to have a, a night out in. Yeah, um, I thought about it, calling it FaceTime and wine. Yeah, doesn't quite doesn't quite work. But then I tried a couple of these uh, video calls, and it's just like I really want them to work because mm. for obvious reasons. And last night, I said as I signed off for my family last night, my mum and dad and sisters and everyone. I was like, same time next month, yeah, and put the phone down. Perfect. Everyone's everyone's just screaming at everyone else. It was ve- it was really funny because you know my dad's an old geezer basically, and he's terrible. He couldn't hold the phone, so you could see anything except his mouth up his nose, yeah. and you're like, and breathing through his mouth. You're like, mate, hold it a straight arm. What? 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 Oh, Christ, mate, come on. <laughs> I had to take a photo funny. yesterday because I FaceTimed my father, and that's exactly the same. Just saw his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> They don't get I it. I don't know what he does online dating, but that's not going to work, is it? I read that maybe it does. There's a market, mate. Well, do you know what I read about? Think about you going to the um, Tesco. I just, I, I would. We might talk about this as well in a set. I am not looking at Twitter or list. I'm trying not to listen to any uh, coronavirus news if I can possibly avoid it during the day because I'm finding it quite hard, as I'm sure a lot of people are, not to be dragged down by it and. Um, I don't. There's nothing I can do except what I'm doing. So it's kind of feel, you feel more helpless the more stuff you listen to, and you don't know what's true and whatever. Um, but um, one thing I did read was about all these people who are who have panic bought and who are panic buying. Um, basically, not experts, but folks who know about food are saying you just can't eat everything they've bought in time. Yeah. So people are going to be a bit more relaxed about sell-by dates 
But actually, in loads of cases, they're just not going to be eat, able to eat all the vegetables and meat. I mean, they can freeze meat and, you know, eggs and stuff like that and bread. You, so you can't freeze everything. Yeah. And actually, there's loads of waste going to happen. And actually, it looks like, you know, over this short period, we might well waste more food than we ever have. <laughs> You're hoping that's not the case. I mean, look, if you yeah. bought Spam or corned beef... You're um, you're sort of there for years and years. Quids in, yeah, forty years, yeah. I reckon. But yeah, frost, fresh produce um, does go off quick. And I mean, look, it's it's great that um, stores are full. Hopefully, they are nationwide, and that will sort of persuade people and give people confidence that they don't need a panic buy. And we'll um, we've got plans in place to get through this. Um, so I've also I forgot to mention I've got a Concept Two rower upstairs in the loft. I'm going to oh, yeah. dust that off. I'm going to get some WD-40 on it. I've bought a a little um, outdoor cover for it off Tinternet, and I'm going to leave it outside. And I'm just I'm going to make friends with it again. And for those of you that know about rowing, it's savage. If someone says they enjoy it, they're lying. No. It's like saying. It's like people who say, oh, I just I love long distance running. Well, I've never seen a runner no. long distance smiling at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're just going through pain. Um, so yeah, that's that's my plan because you know the gyms are gonna be closed for a while. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me mentally, because this is a mental challenge as well, uh, more so probably, is that you do, do a little bit of exercise just to just to get you in the right frame of mind, really, because it is quite hard being cooped up. But that is that is my release. Others have different yeah. releases. Yeah. Um, some like a glass of wine. Some like a beer. I don't mind that either, actually. Um, I've got loads of releases. Um, but yeah. for me, exercising is important. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you, and I'm not someone who gets up and does it. It's like it hangs over me a bit. So I probably need to break that routine a little bit. Um, but I've got a theory on rowing, like running, really, is that everyone tries these things and some people try them and are better than their mates at school at it. And then someone compliments them and says, well done, Tom, that was excellent. And you think I will do that again because I got a reward. I got praise <clears throat> and you do it again and you get complimented again. And then without really knowing it, what you've discovered is that some, you can endure a lot of physical discomfort not enjoy it because no one enjoys that no one enjoys pain get off it but the praise you receive at the how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And is enough of a reward to go and do it again. And then you end up with an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, easy as that. And so when I make sure my kids do horrible sports, I don't compliment them in case they take them up. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean, if I'm struggling for a session as well, Will Greenwood is an avid rower and Stephen Ferris as well. But I just don't think you can yep. compete with Steve Ferris. He's just too big and strong. His levers are just I wonder, massive. Yeah. I wonder who'd be a better rower, him or Pete Short. Remember Shorty? Yeah, I quite like the, the short mm. sessions. So like... 30 on, 30 off, try and do 150 metres in 30 seconds, which isn't too bad, but repeat that 10 times. Um, it's 10 minutes. times, yeah. It's 10 minutes, and then I can uh, crack on with a little bit. Remember of the Leeds test? Mm, no. The Leeds test was 30 on, 30 off for six minutes on a what bike or a rower Yeah. on the Concept 2, but you basically go as hard as you possibly can oh. for... So they test your heart rate. No, yeah. So they will, you always keep a little so bit they will know. Then. Well, they will know. So basically, you go as hard as you can. Your heart rate needs to rip up. And then after like rep two, if you go, basically, if you've gone absolutely flat out from the start, there's no way you can row further in a 30-second interval later on because you've gone gold medal from the start. So, you know, if you're running, you know, see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you've gone flat out, your numbers will, will come down. So yeah. if at rep three, your numbers are rising yeah. or they're not going, or they, they're rising or they're not going down, they will stop you and start you again. So you've got to be flat out and they test your heart rate to make sure. Phosphate deck, isn't it? That's similar to phosphate deck. Is it? Yeah. Oh, um, it's horrific. I always um, remember in um, oh. Mauer, right, which is a big sand dune. I probably told you this before. And... It was pre-World Cup 2007 and Mark Bennett, who is a fitness coach, we'd done a long session, right? And we're, the, we're left with one which is called the Big Dipper. You know, it's it's quite a long way up. You sort of jog back down. And uh, he, um, he sort of said, right, three more. If you do three more, every single one flat out, we'll call a session over. So everyone's like, really? Yeah, right, brilliant. Yeah, everyone flat out. So we're in different groups. I'm with the, um, some of the real fit backs. And uh, first two, I'm sort of middle of the pack and I've got a massive face on me. And then for some reason, the last one, I obviously kept a little bit back and I just burned everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I got absolutely absolutely slated after. Um, I just, yeah. yeah. So when someone says flat out, I'm always, there's there's 10, 15% in reserve just in case. Because you want to look good. You know, you want to. I remember being in a bath session doing fitness and we talked about it on the Monday morning. This is what we do. And then it's like, right, we're doing this session on like Tuesday afternoon, whatever. And we're doing 10 reps of this. 
first rep hanging in one of those repeated power things you're like mate there's no way i can do 10 in the end you get to eight and the coach called it because it was just it was too brutal like yeah. the boys couldn't run you couldn't get off the floor and it's like day two of pre-season so we were just like mate we got eight weeks of this so anyway we did another session on the friday and it's whatever it is 10 reps of this gold medal standard and i won't say the names because i haven't asked permission but we get to rep eight and we're sort of middle and then someone sort of rep nine someone starts to push actually he looks really fit and hang on a minute where's he been rep 10 he destroys everyone so he's basically cruised along and then yeah. ripped through the last two reps to look good so one of the lads attacked him so you um, can't do that in a normal fitness session it's say attacked him he could hardly him. walk could, ha- could hardly walk he walked over put his hand on his knees till he got his breath he was shouting at him had to stop shouting and then he stood up and smacked him and then smacked him again what like and it was like, a smack on the bottom or smack on the bum no a punch in the face all oh, right Oh. During a fitness session, and it was all because you'd made us look bad, and you hadn't been trying hard enough. Like we all agreed to the first eight reps. <laughs> I got banned from the gym once in Wales. Did you? Yeah, we had a guy called Andrew Hoare, and he was—he's. Um, I'm not sure where what he's doing now. He's—he's. He's, I don't know, CEO of rugby, a rugby team now, a professional team. I don't know. He was at. Um, he was at the Ospreys, but anyway, he was fitness coach during his time in Wales. Yeah, in the Welsh camp. And I used to love the programme because obviously in the programme, right, you've got the players, a little bio about the players. We also got bio about the coaches. And his opening line was always, the New Zealand-born whore um, came to Wales. You know, I just love that opening quote. Whore spelled H-O-R-E, by the way. And um, so he was in charge of strength and conditioning. And we had a rule that no coaches could eat before the players. So he went up. He got there early. He went up, and then the players came in after. It didn't get in the way of anyone. But he's carrying two plates now. He's got like a salad plate, and he's got his main dish. I've just gone up behind him, and I've just pulled the shorts down, and they've come down straight away, way too easy. He's not done that. He's not tied them up. It's called kegging, a finable offence, fifty quid fine. I thought I'll take that, no problem. <laughs> Pay it off over a few years, um, interest free as well with the WLU. So. Um, and he banned me from the gym. The next day, I went in there, and he banned me. He said, no, you're not coming in here. You're not, coming, you're not allowed to train. I said, what? He said, yeah, you're not allowed to train. I said, look, it's my gym as much as yours. Have you bought these machines? And we had a flat-out argument. Anyway, I trained, um, but I wasn't given a program. And it's probably the best session I've ever done. Um, <laughs> but I was made a, Steve Hansen then made an example of me um, about respect. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but took one for the boys there. Took one for the team. Yeah, that's that's all right though. I mean, DK can completely inappropriate now. Very very funny. <laughs> a few years ago, Mark Regan got me once at the breakfast counter at Penny Hill Park Hotel. I had both things in both my hands. He pulled my shorts down and then basically got his arms under my armpits. So I couldn't even put my plates down oh. on the side. <laughs> but then he turned me around to face the restaurant. It was jumping me up and down like a doll. Airports are great places as well. Because oh, you know everyone's in a tracksuit in airport traveling to games. So, um, TV series, mate. What have you been um, flying into? Uh, oh, God. Um, Anything I watched new? A couple of mo- watched a couple of movies yesterday. Ooh. I thought, you know what? You can't only watch amazing stuff because we're going to be indoors for months potentially. Yeah. So you just got to watch what's on and then say like iPlayer. Like, right, iPlayer, whatever films are on here. Because they're always rubbish on iPlayer, but there might be some good ones. You'll find a hidden gem. <clears throat> yeah, let's just do it. And do you know what? They'll re- they'll refresh them all in a day or two. 
hopefully. So I watched um, Escape from Alcatraz, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Classic. Prefer The Rock. And then, then, yeah, so do I. And then watched uh, The Man with the Iron Heart, oh. which is, uh, yeah, probably worth a watch. I mean, you've got nothing else to do. Um, Going to start watching Justified tonight, hopefully, on Amazon. Okay. Um, which has got six or seven series. What I don't want to start doing is paying 10 quid, 20 quid, 25 quid here and there for 15 different series because it's like, right, mm. you should not be wasting money at the moment. There's loads of free content. Just I obviously pay for Amazon Prime. That's how it's – so it's not free, but pay for Netflix. But let's try and, what you know, exhaust everything before starting to pay – you know, 20 quid a series or something like that. I'm not used to, I'm not a very good economizer really, but I'm trying. How about I've, you? I've got into the test on Amazon. So it's about the oh, Australian yeah. cricket team. Mate, it's brilliant. It's it? really, it's proper behind the scenes footage as, as well. You know, they've got right into the camp. Um, really interesting. Justin Langer has come in as head coach. His philosophy, you know, he's, he reminds me a lot of Sean Edwards. You know, he's not the biggest physical man in, in stature, but, He's like a pit bull. Um, it's great. You know, he's just trying to build the culture, really, within the um, Australian team after the cheating scandal of the sandpaper and yeah. the ball and everything. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Really good. I'm really enjoying that. And also, I know I'm late to this, but I'm started Better Call Saul after Ben Backhouse. How um, many episodes in? I'm about five or six in now, and I'm actually really enjoying it. But then I had a look to see how many seasons there are, and there's like, six or seven seasons I'm thinking oh, it sort of puts me off a little bit because I don't know I just feel like I'm starting it too late really and I've got no one to talk yeah. to about because it's been out for so long so that's on um, I recorded the man no I didn't I recorded Goldfinger I was going to say the man with the golden gun uh, Goldfinger the other oh. day so I watched that it was on ITV and also um, we're going to do an episode in the next week or two on Bonds so that was a little bit of prep, really. Yeah, not called it work. So I sent not financial, not futures and bonds. No, I sent all the kids out um, with the missus. Said, "Go on a drive, love. This is work." And I watched um, Goldfinger. I think it's okay. I don't want to give too much away about what happens, but um, you feature yeah. in it with a little. Top Our pack. James Bond special podcast is going to be an interesting one because I am one of the least clued up Bond people ever. So more yeah. education, really. Yeah, I'm I'm up there. I'm up there with Partridge on Bonds. So, I like the one with the guy who's got the painted face. He's got white white face paint. He's on the front of the train. Live and let die. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that is good. There you go. That's let's that's not give too much away. Now. Let's not give that's too my pod much done. away. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it, fella. Um, but I'm, I'm. You've got time with Better Call Saul. You've got time. So yeah. you know. Right, Tommy, um, we've meandered enough. Um, I want one specific rugby answer from you. We'll do, uh, listeners, we'll do more pods that are more focused on sport and serious rugby questions and not mucking about talking about sit-ups and courgettes. Um, but for now, I've got one question for you, Tommy. Um, yeah. Of all the teams you played in, all the years you played, which is the favourite rugby team you ever played in? Which is your favourite and why? Did you read these? You sound what? like you were reading it then. You sound like you actually prepared a question or was it just off the cuff? That's off the cuff. That's, That's how, how good sound. you are. That's how good I'm you a machine. are. 
yeah. machine. Favourite rugby team I've played in? Okay. This is a difficult one, Flats, because as you know, we are very similar in the teams we played. We spent four years, or you might have done a little bit longer at Saracens, then we moved. I went to Cardiff, you went to Bath and spent the majority of your time there. So, um, But I suppose my when I look back now, my favourite time was when I joined Cardiff Blues, probably around 2003, 2004. Um, and plenty of good players there, but the ones that spring to mind would would probably be either Ryan Powell or Andy Moore at nine. Two different yeah. scrum halves, both really good. Nicky Robinson at 10. I play in the centre with Jamie Robinson. Love that. Great player as well. Really good. Really skillful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, unfortunately, though, didn't get as many caps as, you know, he... Well, he, he got enough caps, but basically I was in but the he way. He got more than me. I was in the way. <laughs> um, oh, there you go. <laughs> but then um, the Reese Williams at 15, um, Nick Warren on one of the wings, and I'm trying to think else. Craig Morgan was on the wing. Gareth Thomas, actually. There we are. Gareth Thomas. And there you go. that was an era where, you know, it was, rugby was obviously professional then, but there wasn't lows and lows of pressure on you like there is today you know the game was wasn't as physical as it is today so that would be my back line I'm just trying to think then forwards um it's a difficult one to really pick um you go through yours and I'll have a think of the forwards but when I think of rugby okay. they are the fun times I think of die young coach um at the blues playing well you had a good time yeah you know there's always whipping teams in the league then you know, the Connaughts weren't as great as they used to be. The Dragons um, as well. So, and some of the Italian teams. Yeah, it's, it's oddly, as you said, 2003, 2004, um, different, people are different about the memorabilia from their career and whatever. And I found out recently that my mum's got a few things that, from my career, primarily from my junior career. But in terms of like actual memorabilia that I own, I only, only have one jersey from my whole career I gave an England jersey or two to my parents they've got those but I I own one Bath jersey and that's it and what I you know you end up with tons of jerseys and people want them and you give them away to charities and things um but I've got I kept the jersey from 2003 2004 from Bath which is the same year you mentioned coincidentally um yeah. I kept that because it was just my favorite year of playing rugby and I had a great time at school playing I had a great time on England tours and stuff like that but n nothing I had a great time at Sarries too mostly but nothing compared to that year we just we had I think I think I'm right in saying Bath cleared out something like 13 players or 11 players and signed 16 different play new players that season wow. including me and we were basically kind of a ragamuffin bunch really um and we had some really classy players and some players that had been relegated with Bristol and were needed a club. Um, some guys that you hadn't probably heard too much about. Um, but the team was very roughly me, Jonathan Humphreys, the Welsh captain, of course, um, with Lee Mears in the wings, Duncan Bell uh, with Matt Stevens in the wings, uh, Grucock and Borthwick in the second row, Andy Beatty, Michael Lipman, Zach Feyanati in the forward pack. Yeah. Um, and we 
we had a really good team. Like we had the the, the backs were Martin Wood, um, Chris Malone at fly half. We had Ollie Barkley too, of course, but he generally played twelve, I think, back then. Alex Crockett, who was our spiritual leader and became captain soon after. Brilliant player, brilliant bloke, yeah. brilliant player. M- most important player in our team. And bear in mind, we had Grucock and Borthwick in the team. Well, Alex Crockett was up there alongside Grucock and Borthwick in terms of importance for us. Fullback Matt Perry, the rock. Um, and on the wings, we had Andrew Higgins. We had um, Brendan Daniel for a bit. We had Lee Best, who was a sensational player. Yeah. We had Tim Brasher for a bit, the rugby league legend. Paul Sampson came. We basically, we would just fill spots in with lads who are available and we barely lost. We got to the grand final. We came to finish top of the league. Um, we had a brilliant year. We partied really hard. We realised that we weren't going to score five tries a game. So we just decided to beat people up, defend really, really well and score when the opportunity, whenever we could. Um, and we just had the best time, brilliantly coached. Um just absolutely loved that year. Well, I remember the forwards now. Time to be alive. So yeah. you'd have Gethin Jenkins. Um, it'd be a toss-up between Reese Thomas and Gath Williams. Gath Williams being the fastest oh, yeah. hooker ever to grace rugby. Um, yeah. Gary Powell on the tight. And then you have second rows of Rob Sadoli and Daniel Jones. And then back row, Dan Barr on the blind side. Nugget, Martin Williams on the open, and then Nathan Thomas, um, Wacker, who yeah. was eventually replaced by Xavier Rush. Oh, but yeah. Rush, he didn't come in until around 2005, 2006. So. What a team. Yeah. What a pack. Yeah. Very good. Pauli at tight Good old Pauli. What good. a boy. Mate, he nearly got a Welsh cap as well. It was, well, it must have been 2006 or seven, and we were playing Leicester um, for the Blues. And it was a European game. It was played in Millennium Stadium at the time. And he was in the squad and he would have been captain the Autumn Internationals. And it was the last game before we met up. And he only goes and sticks the head on Julian White after a scrum breaks up, gets uh, red carded. That's it. Never, ever featured in the World Squad again. Oh, killer. And he was playing really well at the time as well. Really and, good player, Pauli. Yeah, yeah, and he would have... He would have certainly got picked or or come off the bench and and got a cap, but he didn't. He's also he also rang me up once at university, pretending that he was a selector, and told me I was in the <laughs> nineteen squad. I'm, ne- I'm never we really Brunel Uni with you, and I'm... he had a Toyota MR2 white one, <laughs> rear wheel drive going around roundabout sideways, yeah. and I never really forgot him since then. I got the MR2, um, but yeah. Uh, so and, and I remember those thing. times because, like you say, you know, that you socialise together off the field. There was a lot more socialising then. Um, you know, there wasn't camera phones, so you know you're allowed to go out midweek if you wanted. You certainly go out after the game. You know, you'd hide your stuff. You'd hide your going out gear in the bottom of your bags, and no one could see it. And yeah, then, yeah. after you've put on your your jeans and your denim shirt with Cardiff Blues on the side, which is horrific, uh, you go back to your car, quickly change, and then you're out. Yeah, and if you had a dead leg, just drink red wine. Thins the blood, apparently. There you go. I'm in bird. Michael Lippman, I mean, obviously he was involved in the scandal that kind of saw a load of those guys' careers end at Bath, which is a real shame. But he was he was a loose unit and a hell of a player. Holy moly, what a player. Just used to just thump people, like just amazing, brilliant player. And um, he, I remember like, oh, we'd had a team meeting once and we had about our number ones and they'd supplied our number ones and they were like chinos in a pale blue shirt or something. 
and Duncan Bell put his hand up, or I cut one of the, the fatties put our hands up and just said, mate, we can't wear pale blue. We're going to be sweating in the, in the bar. Yeah, we'll look horrific. ridiculous. You need, and it, all right, white then. Even white isn't great. Can we just not wear something comfortable when we're at home at least, you know, or whatever it was? And then Michael Lippman said, yeah, mate, what about like jeans? Like a, you can't call it this anymore. A beater, which is a singlet. Jeans, a beater, and some flip-flops, mate. A pair of thongs, mate. Because whatever happens, mate, we're on the piss. So why pretend we're not? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then with the coach, Michael Foley was quite, I mean, great, amazing coach, great bloke. And he was reason, he was pretty strict is probably the word. Yeah. And I remember him just laughing and he's like, what do you do? And he's like, yeah, fine, boys. How about jeans, polos and flip-flops? Ah, sweet, mate, sweet. Because, mate, whatever happens, mate, we're rolling in the bath. You know, it was like, because <laughs> it was just dump your bags and walk into town. It was yeah. a brilliant time to be playing sport, yeah. There we are. Well, mate, I think that will do us for today. All right. um, we did have well, a plan, didn't we, of what we we're going to talk about. We we're going to talk about best coaches, uh, best trainers, um, fittest, strongest players ever. Yeah, Which best we'll, drills, we'll, best, worst roommates. Well done for writing that out that schedule, by the way, Tommy. That was really good. We, we'll do it next time. Changing the law, what would it be? Um, but look, if you want anything, uh, if you want us to discuss anything, just give us five stars in a review give us some feedback tell us what you want to talk about on the itunes review of flats and shanks and uh, we'll get to it and don't forget you get 10 pound off uh, your order when you order over 60 pound or more on field and flower if you type into the promo code flats 10 yeah all right guys lovely see you in a few days guys we won't see you so talk to you in a few days yeah, yeah we'll smell you in a few days all right smell you later Ta-ra. 